that uh, are fathers, but we also recognize that Father's Day is also a difficult day. I know I went through a season where we wanted to be parents, and uh, for, for various reasons, medical reasons, we were not able to. Father's Day actually became a bit of a t- tough day, a difficult day, a day that I didn't actually enjoy turning up to. And uh, maybe that's your story. Maybe you've lost a father. Maybe you've lost a son. Maybe you've lost a, a child. Maybe you're, you're a solo dad, you know, doing it solo today. Maybe you don't even have your kids with you today. And, you know, your heart's a little bit, a little bit tender today. And we want to acknowledge you. We want to honor you today. That whatever your journey is, we honor the men in our worlds today. We want to honor you and say that we all play a part in raising the next generation. And sometimes we don't get to be physical fathers, but we can still speak into the lives of those coming through our, our, the generations to come. So uh, can we just honor all the men? Come on, all the ladies. Come on, we honor the men. I just think you're fantastic. Yeah, and this morning it's been about fun. We've been having some fun. D is for dads and donuts. We haven't had any dabbing yet or dinosaurs, but uh, it's, it's been a whole lot of fun. And I wonder if anyone has raised uh, children in the last 10 years. Anyone came across a TV program called Mr. Maker? Can I get a show of hands if you've, uh, Mr. Maker? A couple of you have, have heard of Mr. Maker. Mr. Maker, he, he wears his bright colored jacket and he's got cupboards and, and, and drawers filled with arts and crafts. And so he takes these arts and crafts and he makes something out of these arts and crafts. Now, to an art critic, it's probably not going to be a masterpiece, probably not going to sell for millions and millions of dollars. However, for the child that it's been made for, it's an absolute masterpiece. And I think parenting, sometimes we can feel like we've got to create this masterpiece. We've got to be these dads that are perfect. Any perfect dads? Unlikely. How many people have made a mistake even this week? How about this morning? Yay, that's, that would be me. And so we think that we've got to create this masterpiece of parenthood, which in reality will never happen. But if we could take the things that we have, the little, the much, and we could make it into something that's amazing, I can tell you what, the eyes, the ears, the hearts of those that we lead, they just think it's amazing. And I want to encourage us this morning to take what we have, and let's make something great. Let's, let's make some good decisions in our parenting. And this morning, I, I, as, a, as a dad, I don't know if you feel like this. Maybe dads out there, you feel like you don't quite do enough. You don't feel like you're there enough. You don't feel like you can meet the, the expectations of your children. I, I've never had my children say, hey, dad, you know what? You can go now. Uh, I've had enough time playing with you. Feel free to go away. I, I think maybe when they become teenagers, that may happen a little bit more. But, um, and, you know, there's, there's an expectation I place on myself. I want to be a better father. I want to I do more for my kids, and I fail sometimes. What about the expectations that, that work places on us? Very seldom will your boss come to you and say, you are working so hard. Take the day off tomorrow and go and spend some time with your family. Uh, And maybe that happens for you. It's unlikely that most would experience that. And so there's always this pressure to be able to be there for our families. And, And reality is we have to cheat on someone, don't we? We have to choose to cheat on something because we can't give everything all of our time. And I would encourage us that we don't choose to cheat on our family. We choose to to give our family the very best we can. 
and be okay with the best we can give and not feel guilty or condemned about what we can't do or what we haven't done. So this morning, uh, we've, got, uh, we've got a special arts and craft that we're working on. So kids, Mrs. Cindy up the back, our children's pastor, give us a wave. This is Cindy Cochran. She does an incredible job with our primary age kids. Come on, let's honor Cindy this morning. We've also got Tasha Joel. Is Tasha in this service? Maybe she's in Tots and Sparks this morning. If you want to do some coloring in and some crafts, you zip out the back there, and I'm going to need this prop in a moment. So if you want to go and help Mrs. Cindy, you can go out the back, and she's going to help you with some coloring in pencils. We're going to spell out a word. I wonder if you can work out what it might be. A young boy once asked his father, he says, Dad, how much do you earn an hour? How much do you earn an hour? And Dad says, $50, son, $50 an hour. But the son says, oh, can I have $10? And Dad gets angry. It's like, you just asked me how much I earn and then you want $10? No, you can't have $10. Tears well up in the kid's eyes and he, he runs to his room. Now, the dad's feeling guilty now, obviously. So he goes to the son and he says, son, I'm sorry I, I, I got upset with you, but I was just, I was kind of mad that you asked for money after I just told you how much I earn. But you know what? Just this once, uh, here's $10. So the boy smiles and he, he reaches into his drawer and he pulls out this bag of money and he starts counting out this money. And the dad goes, What's with this? I just gave you $10, but you already had money. He says, I didn't have enough. Dad says, enough for what? And he counts out 10, 20, 30, 40, $50 and hands dad $50 and says, Dad, can I have an hour of your time? Ouch. <laughs> what have I told you? You would get $86,400 every day but the deal is you had to empty the bank account every single day what would you do with that what, what would you buy a car maybe deposit on a house put in an investment well that's how many seconds we get every day what do we spend those seconds on now a good portion of it's probably sleeping you would hope maybe if you're a parent of a newborn probably not much sleep come on but work, play. I wonder if any of us would waste a few of the seconds that we have. I know I'm guilty of that. What if we could use that money, that time, to actually make a difference in our children's lives, making memories, doing something in their life that would actually make a difference? This morning, we're going to look at three things that we can do, three things that we can make or be makers of. Number one, decision maker. We get to be decision makers as dads. Decision makers. Proverbs 11 verse 14, it says, where there is no guidance, a people fall. But in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. How many people know your children today have a, a number of different voices in their head? Social media, friends, peers, um, the, the, the pop culture of the day telling our young people who they're supposed to be, what they're supposed to look like. Lots of different opinions. And one of the challenges we have as parents is, do we want to be the cool dad or do we want to be the caring dad? The one that actually takes care of our children or be cool. I want to be both, but Rosie doesn't think that my dance moves are really that cool. 
um, especially when I'm doing them in my undies at home. But so I want to be cool, but more importantly, I want to be caring and I want to be protective of my children. All right, just take that picture just erase that right now. <laughs> James 1.5, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. Fortunately, our own wisdom is not the only thing we have to rely on. If it was just my wisdom, how many people know I'm missing this thing right up? <laughs> you know, if it was just my ideas and my good thoughts, uh, I think I'm going to fail in this whole thing called parenting. Fortunately, we have all the answers to all the questions we'll ever have. Got a question about parenting? The Bible has the wisdom there for us. We've just got to go to the book of the Word, to the Word to get that, uh, that for us. Uh, some decisions that we make as parents, uh, they're not great decisions, like letting my 18-month-old uh, take a trike down a concrete driveway before she's learned how to brake. That may or may not have happened. I caught her just as she flew over the top. So. Sometimes we make mistakes as parents on more than one occasion. I've had to go to my kids and apologize for being harsh, unfair in my treatment or my judgment of them. I've had to uh, receive a reprimand from my own children saying, Dad, you need to go and apologize to Mum because you didn't speak to her nicely. Guilty as charged. But we want to teach our children to make decisions because one day they're going to have to make decisions for themselves. And until they make decisions for themselves, we have to make them for them. When they're young, we decide what they're going to wear. We decide what they're going to eat. We decide what time their bedtime is. If, if, I, if I let my children decide what they would eat, it would be chocolate and ice cream for breakfast. Maybe I'd choose that too. But I'm a dad and I make good decisions. But the decisions we make set our children up to win or to fail. So when we make good decisions, when we help them make good decisions, we set them up to win. As we grow older, uh, part of our letting go is allowing them to make decisions for themselves. You know, on numerous occasions, Amy and I have sat with our children after uh, things that have happened at school. And sometimes we bring our wisdom. Sometimes we say, we, we give some advice as to how they can deal with that friendship or, or deal with, with what happened in that day. Sometimes our kids come up with genius ideas, and we go, that's fantastic. What a great decision. But there's nothing greater than watching our children make good decisions. You know, don't, don't you love it? You know, older parents, now your children have left home. They're, they're choosing, choosing partners. They're choosing wives or husbands, and they're, they're making decisions on careers. Don't you love it when you just see them winning? And that's the heart of a, of a father is to see our children be successful, see our children actually achieve everything that they're supposed to achieve. But until they can make the decisions for themselves, we have to help make the decisions for them. Uh, we've made some decisions as a family as to what is priority. We've, because there's some non-negotiables that we've decided. And this is based on the way I've been raised. As long as I remember, I, I was in church. Mum and dad were in the worship team and on, on leadership in church. And so uh, music practice on a Wednesday night, we were sleeping up the back. Well, my older brother was sleeping. I wasn't. But uh, we, we just spent life in church, and we loved it. We grew up in church. And 
it was never enforced on us. We were never told that we had to be there. But I knew that as long as I was living under mum and dad's roof, that's what we did. That was our thing that we did as a family. And I don't regret that for a minute. And that's the culture that we're, we're bringing into our family, the decision we're making, that uh, we want to raise our children in the house of God, that this is a place where, where they get to, to learn about God, build relationships, and, and contribute to the, the heart of the church. So we made some decisions. A couple of other ones, um, we've made some decisions. No phones or toys at the table. All right, if I pull my phone out, I get told off. If uh, somebody brings their Lego to the table, they have to put it away. No toys, no phones at the table. We have dinner at the dinner table. That's why it's called the dinner table. Rather than the television, a choice that we've made. We're hoping and praying that we'll continue right through our parenting. That that's the one time we get to get together and we get to share. Sometimes we share about what's happened in the day. Then another decision we've made is that we will always pray for our children. Before they go to bed at night, they will always have us pray for them. If we're tired and, and, we, and we just want to, you know, good night, right, off to bed. They will remind us, you haven't prayed for me. Right, I'll pray for you. We made a decision. And now they're following through with our decisions as well. So we need to be decision makers. I want to be friends with my kids, but I also want to be the chief decision maker. Teach them to begin to make good decisions themselves. Secondly, we get to be adventure makers. Adventure makers, we get to make the adventure that our kids get to be a part of. One of the challenges as a parent is letting our kids take risks. I stop myself sometimes saying, Zoe, be careful. I don't want to say be careful because I want her to take risks. I want her to be sensible and make good decisions, but I don't want to wrap my kids in cotton wool. And, you know, and there's those moments where you've got to let them go. Let them have a go. Let them cross the road on their own making sure they look left and look right. It's, like, it's, it's hard sometimes as a parent to actually let them go for it. That's where we've got to make good decisions and help them and know when the, the right time is to let them go. Uh, our family have uh, three rules. We take a risk. We make a mistake. We take responsibility. We take a risk. We make a mistake. We take responsibility. Uh, it wasn't that long ago, um, I think Rosie had just finished her breakfast. She slid the plate along the breakfast bar, and it dropped into the sink. A little bit of a clatter, and she looked up at me. I didn't say a thing. She says, probably not such a good decision. I'm like, probably not. <laughs> Fortunately, nothing broke, so we were just fine. <laughs> but she knew. She knew. And as dads, we get to take our kids on, on adventure after adventure, and we have to be those adventure makers. A couple of weeks ago, I took my boy Josiah, and my boy, I took him to, to the city. I was preaching at the city campus, and uh, so we went on a road trip, and uh, part of the road trip was uh, I wanted him to be a part of the adventure, and I also wanted him to be a part of the decision-making on the way. So he had to pack his own bag with toothbrush and, and uh, tooth, toothpaste and pajamas, and I gave him the, the phone, and so he was in charge of maps. So, so he had to find out where we were going and had to, had to find out. And there were detours in the middle of the city, and so we had no idea where we were going. We were supposed to be able to turn right, but we couldn't. And so it was re rerouting us. And so we, were, we, we finally got there to the motel. And then uh, when we arrived, JJ had to help me check in. So he, he got the card, and we had to work out where the basement was, where we could park our cars and where, where the number was. And then he had the key card, so he was swiping the elevator. And 
So he was doing all of this stuff himself, and then we hit the mini bar. I was like, yeah, the mini bar. So we were, we were allowed two things from the mini bar, so we chose chicken chips and a moro bar. So um, a win for the mini bar. But you know what? Taking those opportunities, I could do everything for him, or I could let him have a go. And it took a little longer, but boy, it was fun. We had a great time, didn't we, mate? Yeah. <laughs> Only recently was I thinking about the, the impact my, my own father, he's here today, I, I honor you dad, I want to thank you for, for raising me, making good decisions for me and helping me make good decisions, but one of the decisions my dad made was to, to give up basically an afternoon of work every week so that he could travel with me over to, I was 11 years old playing football and where we were staying and mastered in the, the quality of football, I just needed that, that extra push to develop my game, and so I had to travel an hour and a quarter to, to Palmerston North. Now, at 11, it was illegal for me to drive, so obviously Dad was good and didn't make me drive. So he would travel with me and basically give up time, and uh, sometimes twice a week, sometimes three times a week, come over for the weekend. And, uh, and, and only recently did I realize the investment that he made in the adventure of my life, the time that he gave up, the extra patience that he could have seen, the extra money he could have earned, he gave that up so that I could achieve some of the dreams in my life. And you know what? That's the sacrifice of being a parent. You know, making the choice that actually, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give that away so that I can have something far greater. And you know, this, uh, that little boy still playing football. Made, this, made the final just yesterday. Scored a goal in the 85th minute. We're off to the stadium next week. So come and support us. It's going to be a great day. There you go. There's the plug. Shameless. Absolutely shameless. Number three. We want to be disciple makers. And if I can get the team, how are we going with our, how are we going with our, um, our little project at the back? Are we, are we almost there? Ten seconds. I can give you ten seconds. I'll read your scripture while we're, doing, we're taking that ten seconds. Proverbs 22 verse 6. Train up a child in the way he or she should go. And when he or she is old, he or she will not depart from it. As dads, there's nothing greater than we can do than build disciples, raise disciples. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. He didn't mean leave your family to go do that. He says, do it with your family. Raise disciples in your own family. So we're going to get a couple of the kids up here. They're going to come and give us a hand. Cindy, you can pick somebody. You can pick a couple of them. I love the fact that here in, uh, in, in Elam, we have uh, we have incredible kids programs. We have absolutely amazing kids programs. Uh, from Power Zone, Voltage, we've got Rachel and Lucian. Let's give these guys a shout out. These guys are awesome. We love these guys. We've got Tash and our Tots and our Sparks. Uh, we've got Cindy uh, in, in our Power Zone. And we also have Jaden and Nas in our youth programs. These guys are fantastic. They do an incredible job of leading our kids. In fact, Amy, she even had to do Power Sparks the other day. And she had to to do a talking lion, a scary lion, to tell the story of uh, Daniel in the lion's den. And I hope she didn't scare any of the kids. If, if she did, I do apologize. But our, our child, our three-year-old's walking around for the next week. She was complaining about spiders in her room. She was scared of spiders. But she was walking around the house going, goodbye, fear, God is here. It's like, come on. You know, the truth that our kids are learning is so important and so amazing. But you know what? We can't do it on our own. You know, it's, 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 it's not just enough to have the 40 hours we get on a Sunday in a year with our kids. The learning has to go home as well, which is why we've got the Parent Q app. If you haven't seen the Parent Q app, download it off uh, the, the different stores. 
put in your details of your kids, and you'll find some amazing blogs and uh, podcasts and different things that can uh, really help you uh, grow and disciple your children. So uh, we want to be dads that are, let's go, let's see if we can get it. Decision makers, adventure makers, and disciple makers. Well done, kids. Did they do a great job? <laughs> awesome. Cool. You can grab a seat. And I think, uh, I think the prize team, ooh, we could get some crunchies for these guys, I reckon. What do you reckon? You can handle that? Fantastic. You know, I said earlier that uh, Father's Day is, is God the Father's Day as well. You know, God, He loves His kids so much. And the Bible tells us that when Jesus was baptized, there was this moment that took place, a proud, gushing dad. You know, when you see your child do something amazing or just be amazing, I, I just, I gush over my kids probably far too much, but... Uh, but, but, you know, sometimes I just, I just, I just love my kids, and, and, I, and I express it. And so when Jesus was baptized, he came up out of the water, and, it, and the sound, this voice from heaven said, This is my son. I'm so proud of him. I'm so pleased. It was like this expression that came out of the Father heart of God, saying, This is my son. This is my boy. I'm so proud of him. With him, I'm truly pleased. That is what God thinks of you. What's interesting is that in this passage of Scripture, Jesus hadn't performed any miracles yet. Nothing had happened that, that, that would have set him apart as, because you did this, I love you. Because you achieved this, I love you. If parenting is based on achievement for recognition, then we miss the mark. The recognition was, this is my son whom I love and I'm so pleased with. Not because he's done anything, but just because he's my son. And friends, today, I don't know what your relationship is like with God. As, as a team, come, we're going to close with a song. But I don't know what your relationship is like with God. Maybe you've had a relationship with God before. Maybe for the very first time you're hearing about a God that might love you, might have a plan and a purpose for your life. Can I tell you, there's no greater love you can experience than the love that God gives to you. you know, God created you and he created me with a purpose. That purpose was to walk in relationship with him. His desire was that we would be in, in, a, in a friendship, in a relationship with him. Problem was, this thing called sin got in the way. Sin is my selfishness, me choosing to do things my way rather than following God's way. That sin separates us from the love of a father. God desperately wanted relationship with His people, those that He created. And because of that, He had to give up the very best that He had, and that was the Son, Jesus. Jesus died on the cross. He died a death that, that He didn't deserve to die. We deserve to die. But He died so that we could have freedom because there had to be a perfect sacrifice. And only Jesus could be that person. And so I'm thankful for Jesus. I'm thankful for what Jesus did for me. And this morning, we're going to pray a prayer. We're going to invite you to pray that prayer. All of us will pray it together. Inviting Jesus to come into our lives, to forgive us of our sins, to make us right with God, 
so that relationship with God can be restored again. And I'd invite you, if you're feeling in your heart that you need to respond to God this morning, would you pray this prayer with us? With every head bowed, eye closed. Would you pray this prayer with me? Heavenly Father, thank you for your great love for me. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for me. I confess my sins to you. I turn and choose to follow you. Thank you for your gift of salvation. I receive it today. In Jesus' name. If you pray that prayer, maybe for the first time, maybe you're returning back to God. You know God is asking you to come back to Him. We want to connect with you after the service. We want to get a Bible in your hand, get you some information, connect with you so that you can start that journey with Him. If that's you, with every head bowed, eye closed, would you do something brave and just slip your hand up? The team are going to spot you and come and connect with you after the service. Anyone here this morning saying yes, praying that prayer for the first time, maybe coming back to God? Anyone here this morning? Oh, wonderful. That's awesome, buddy. So good. Anyone else this morning? That's great. Father, we thank you. Thank you for a special day today. Thank you, God. This is your day as well. As we, your children, come and we give you praise, we honor you. Thank you for the fun that we can have in this place. Thank you that we can celebrate as family. So we just honor you and we thank you for all you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Why don't we stand together and as, uh, as we sing our final song this morning, we're going to receive our, our tithes and offerings. If you're visiting with us, please let the buckets just pass you by. Uh, this, is a, this is on us. This is our treat for you. So, uh, and then afterwards, uh, Pete, uh, our two super dads are going to come back and they're going to tell us what's happening. We've got some cool activities that are taking place. So uh, thanks, team.